0: Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 328, and welcome back to my front porch. It is awesome out here today. I think it's like 80 degrees. It's a little overcast, which is great, so the sun's not like beaming down, but it is awesome. I'm sitting out here on my front porch. Uh, Patty got me this awesome new patio furniture, front porch furniture, and it's been so cool. We've been spending a lot, a lot of time out here. So it's been really awesome. Man, I tell you what, what a weird week. (laughs) I, I had planned on recording this podcast about three different times and I had forgotten my hard drive. I'm back at the office, so I wasn't able to record it. And so finally, it's Saturday. So for those of you who do listen on a regular basis, thank you for being patient. I know from some of you, it's, this is a consistent part of your week and you're like, hey, what's going on? Where's he going? What's happening? Uh, that's what happened. I forgot my hard drive uh, two days in a row. At the office, so I apologize uh, for that. But it's been a very, very good week. This week's been interesting, and uh, last week we we did Dwell Conference, uh, Phoenix One, my other nonprofit. We did a we did Dwell Conference, and and we opened up a care house. How cool is this? Uh, basically, for two days, and if anyone needed care, they could show up. And I was so proud of our team that did such a good job of welcoming people and then we had a whole team around us to really support and care for those who showed up and then you know this week really was our job to help take them some next steps so really proud of our team really proud of what we accomplished super excited to just be in a place to help people who are in a spot you know just working through stuff having a difficult time maybe confused a little bit or frustrated don't know where to go and I just love that our team is just a really safe place for For people to figure that out and find out uh, where they can get help and take some next steps. So last few weeks have been a little crazy. Actually, this whole year has been pretty crazy. So I feel like this week it was like the whole team just kind of went, okay. Let's kind of recenter, figure out what we got to do. And I'm sure some of you are feeling this way. March tends to be a little bit like that. January, February is like blasting. And then March kind of starts to settle in a little bit. So that's where I feel like uh, I am. We're at, uh, but excited to be doing the podcast. Excited to be here with you. Thank you each and every one of you who continue to listen. Honestly, it means a lot to me. And I know I say this every episode, but it really does mean a lot to me that you would listen and learn and figure this out together. It's pretty awesome. And then, secondarily, uh, thank you for all of you who continue to give. There's a bunch of you who uh, donate through the website frontporchconfessional.com. There's a little button there that says partner, and you can do that. And so, there's a bunch of you who do that. So, I just wanted to say thank you so much. And uh, if you'd like to partner, that's a great place to do it. You can go right on that website and you can hit that. And there's multiple different ways that you can do that. So, if you'd like to do that, thank you so much. Every little bit helps. I appreciate it. All right, our passage for today. Now, I told you I've been memorizing Philippians, the book of Philippians. Not easy. I'm into Philippians 2. I'm still reviewing Philippians 1 just to get it to stick. It's still not fully stuck, uh, but that's a part of my kind of daily routine of just kind of sitting in it and saturating myself in it and trying to get that to stick. It's hard, man. The older you get, it is not easy, but this one really stood out to me, continues to stand out to me, and it's Paul saying this in verse 27, "...only let your life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or I am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel." And not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. So I'll read it it again. It's got a lot of words, a lot of stuff in here. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. And not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. Uh, We are in tax season. And, uh, I'm sure many of you are, you know, kind of getting, compiling all that, getting that ready. Well, we submitted ours. And so waiting to kind of hear what's going on. This season's always an interesting season as I go listen and talk to Christians all over the place of like, what will you do? What will you do? It's really an interesting thing. doesn't matter where you lie politically, but where do you lie as a believer in how you handle this particular thing? It's not fun. It's not fun to pay taxes. It's not. In fact, uh, a story from Patty and I's past is uh, we had moved from Chicago to Arizona, and uh, we had used a tax prepper in um in Illinois that we just weren't super sure of. And so we got this new one here in Arizona who was awesome. And we said, hey, we'd like you to review. This is my wife. She's so above reproach in this. I'd like you to review our past ones. And we just want to make sure that we're above reproach in the way that we did that. Well, they ended up reviewing and they came back to us and they said, hey, they messed it all up. And it looks like you actually owe an additional $10,000 to the government, but you don't have to necessarily do it's on them for not preparing it. Right. Um, and so you got to let me know what you want to do. And so, you know, Patty and I had just gotten out of debt. You know, I had was working like a hundred hours a week to do that. And it was like this really odd moment in our lives, really odd moment. Like the timing of it was awful. Like we're just like 10 grand. Are you kidding me? And so we just went, all right. And Patty's like, I feel like we're supposed to be do the right thing here. And I think this this feels like a test from the Lord. And I said, I feel the same way. And so we went back and said, hit the button. Hitting the button that basically says, we'll pay that 10 grand, whatever it means. She said, wow, oh, okay. So they came back to us about a day and a half later. You know, patting her, like, how are we going to do this? I guess I'll get another job. You know, that kind of thing. The kids are young. I just started working at a, at a church and... And she came back, she goes, I'm so sorry. I, I actually made a mistake. I just hit the wrong button accidentally. And actually you're getting a return, a much higher return than we thought you were gonna get. So wow, that's kind of a crazy turn of events. And Patty and I looked at each other and we were like, Whoa, whoa, I think this is a big deal. And I think this is what Paul's inviting us into. He's like, What what does it mean to you to follow Jesus? Or is this just like some country club thing? Like as long as I say a prayer, toss it out, like we're all good, right? Like I got my heaven bucks, right? I'm going to come before God and I'm going to go, look, I prayed a prayer. Here's my ticket. So let me into heaven. And I honestly think that's how a lot of people believe this whole thing goes down. And Paul's trying to help us understand what it means to follow Jesus, And so if you're one of those like waiting to head to the pearly gates to cash in your prayer ticket, like I'm just telling you, Paul's going to go, and it's not how it works. It's not how it works. He just talks about this idea of, of a life worthy of the gospel of Christ. Now that, that, that is weighty. That is really, it's beautiful. It is weighty. Like Jesus is saying, be perfect as I am perfect. Paul is saying, follow me as I am following Christ. And we're like, wait a second, both of these guys died. (laughs) God Died bringing good news. Jesus is that good news in his death and his resurrection. Bring forth this new kingdom come and will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But Paul's like, as a result of that and him embracing this good news, this gospel truth, gives his life over it. Not afraid to get beaten not afraid to get shipwrecked not afraid to go from place to place to share this love that literally does it matter to you the gospel does it does it impact the practical way in which you live your life because it touches every aspect of it in the discouraging thing for me is that I find so many people who say, yeah, I'm a Christian. And then you go like looking at the way they talk about their lives and you're like, wait a second. And not that we're all perfect and not that I'm a perfect, I'm not. In fact, this week has been incredibly confrontational to me of, of, about areas of my life that I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm, I'm living in this way. And so what I wanna do is I wanna go make it right. And actually Jesus already made it right. And so I have to repent. You're the only one who can make it right. You're the only one who made it right. What I need to do is live a a life worthy of that good news, worthy of the gospel. And so the really beautiful thing in this is, one, there is a very individual personal thing that's going on here. But then Paul's talking actually on a communal level. It's not just about individual Christians. It's also about the community. Like that's why he's like, I hope that you're like... Like standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side. This idea is like, look, your individual life in Christ matters. Your individual pursuit of being worthy of the gospel, it matters. And it matters because it impacts the context of the whole, the body, the ecclesia. As we move together with many different parts, our individual lives matter. We can no longer go, well, it's just a secret sin. No, it's not. It's not a secret sin. Because that sin impacts the community. That's why repentance is so important. This is what's, what, what the spirit of the living God is in continually inviting us into. Evaluate. It's okay. Like, this isn't a shaming. I think when I grew up, this was like a shame fest. Like, shame on you. How could you? It's not what he's talking about here. He's just like, Evaluate. If you say that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior and you felt the weight of his grace, the beautiful weight and, 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 and of his grace and, and of his mercy and that it covers a multitude of sins and you believe that and you confessed your sins and you believed he is faithful and just to forgive us the, of those sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness, Paul's like, live that way. But what we see so often, like I'm teaching Galatians this weekend to our church, is just like, why are we going back? Why are we living in this other way? Of, and this has been the the confronting thing for me this week. It's like, oh my gosh. So I repent. That's the beautiful gift that a believer gets to do. I'm not living a, word, a life worthy of the, the calling of Christ. I'm making compromises. I'm not living... Like Jesus is calling me to live. I'm living like everybody else wants me to live. Or I'm living like I want to live. <laughs> and that's not what he's inviting us into. Now, here's the really cool thing that's happening next. As we live a life worthy of the gospel, check this out. <laughs> this is the, the coolest thing. It's like literally to the destruction of those who aren't following the Lord. Meaning they're trying to oppose. They're trying to come against us. They're like the, the, the culture around us, right. Is, is, is looking at Christians and going, you're hypocrites. Right. But when we don't live hypocritical lives, when we live lives worthy of the gospel, it's literally like they have no argument and it just kind of breaks down everything. It's like, no, no, no. We love one another. No, no, no. We do have a joy that overflows. No, we have a peace that passes all understanding. We're gentle with one another. We wear each other's burdens. Like they don't, they don't have, they don't, they can't come up against us. But the problem is right now in our culture, (laughs) is they've got so much against us. Why? Because we're not living a life worthy of the gospel. Many of us aren't. And Paul just wants to say to this church that he loves so much come on, live a life worthy. Live a life worthy of the gospel. Because it matters. Not just to you individually, not just to the community of which you're a part of, the local church, but also it's the witness to the world, to the point where they have nothing to bring against you because you're faithfully following Jesus. This is what he's saying. Can't you see that your actions matter, that your actions are a gospel presentation to the world? Isn't this beautiful? So convicting, but so actually... For me, it's like, if I say I'm going to follow Jesus, then follow Jesus. Follow hard after him. Your worthiness is a weapon. You living a life worthy of a gospel is a weapon to come up against the criticism of our culture. We don't have to give in. And it's easy to give in right now. We feel all this weight. Well, we got to say yes to everybody and make sure everybody's happy. Why? Jesus didn't. Yeah, they killed him. But that's the whole point. The whole point is like, but he still won. Even as they came after him, even after they took his life, he's like, you can, I give my life freely to you. That is the gospel. That is the good news. And that is the story that we carry in our bones In our lives and our souls that should leak out into this world. So the question is pretty simple. Are you living a life that is worthy? Are you living a worthy life? A life worthy of the gospel? Are you living that life? And if you're not, repent. Repent. Turn back to this good news that you profess. This Jesus that loves you. And he will forgive you. And he he has redeemed you. And he sees you as pure and holy. Live in that manner. Father God, we're so grateful for you. We love you, Spirit of the living God. You're directing us to live a worthy life. Help us. We need your help. You're the helper. We need your help. So, take a breath. Reflect. And believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Till next time. Cheers.